Welcome to On Mission, the teaching ministry of the Mission Church in Irvindale. We exist to love God by loving others, leading them to become fully functioning followers of Christ Jesus. Today we conclude Mike's message on Luke. When Gabriel gets down to business, and notice what Gabriel says to him. Do not be afraid, Zechariah. You have no need to fear. I'm not here for bad. I'm here for blessing. Your prayer has been heard. And your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and and you shall call his name John. Wow. After all those years. And now God has sent this angelic being to tell me I'm going to have a son. But I want us to stop for a moment and think about what the angel said. The angel said that God has heard your prayer. I'm wondering... Anybody ever doubted that God was hearing their prayer? Are you brave enough to say, I I have had doubts that he was hearing me? I, I have. I'll bet you have too. But I'm wondering, he says, God has heard your prayer. Which prayer is he talking about? Is he talking about that first prayer, perhaps, that that uh, Zachariah offered way back when, when him and Elizabeth were really young and they had kind of come to the point where they decided, you know, we, I think we'd like to have a family, so let's get started on that. And, you know, maybe we should ask God to bless us with fertility. Was it that prayer? Was it the prayer that perhaps Zachariah and Elizabeth offered after years where month after month of disappointment kept showing up? And it didn't happen, and it didn't happen, and it didn't happen. And it didn't happen. And it's been 10 years. And good night, man. I mean, how many more months can we be disappointed? Or was it the prayer, perhaps, that they offered as they were really getting on in years? And uh, there's still the possible. It's still possible. But, boy, we're really coming down. This is really, we're getting down there now. God, we need your help. I wonder if maybe it's possible. That as he got this honor to stand before the holy of holies, even though he was old and she was old, I just wonder, is it possible that maybe he whispered up a prayer? I I don't know. But the the answer to the question is, which prayer did God hear? He'd heard them all. He had heard every single one of them. God had been hearing all of Zachariah's prayers. And what Zachariah did not know was that God had already answered his prayer before he'd even prayed the first one. Zechariah, just like us, needed to learn a lesson. And that lesson is this, that there is a time and a season for answers. The time and the season for praying is always. But the time and the season for answers is not always immediate. And that leads us to this truth point. God always hears and answers our prayers. To us, it may seem like he doesn't hear because we don't see the answer coming immediately. But but you can be assured that there's always an answer. Sometimes God's answer is no. How many of you have received a no? Mm -hmm. Sometimes God's answer is yes. How many of you have received a yes? Sometimes God's answer is yes, but you must wait for the appointed time. And such was God's answer for Zechariah and Elizabeth. 
Now, it's at this point that I want to come back to the meaning of their names. Remember, I gave you the meaning of their names earlier on. I want to come back to that because right now is where it becomes very significant. Remember that Zechariah means, say it with me, Yahweh remembers. And Elizabeth's name means God is my oath, which is pointing toward the faithfulness of God. How many years was it that they were barren? Well, I'm assuming that they probably got married before they were 20. That was very common in that time frame. And now they're too old to have children, so they're older than I am. I'm 58. You got to believe that during those 30 or 40 years that those meanings were like daggers in the heart. God has remembered He hasn't remembered me. God is my faithfulness. He's not been faithful in this particular case. Come on now. You thought that way, haven't you? I have thought that way. No doubt their names were daggers in the heart. If we don't see immediate answers, we are prone to think that God has not heard, that God does not care. But God had not forgotten them, nor was he neglecting them. Before they even came together on their wedding night to consummate their marriage, God already had a pathway laid out for them to become parents. They didn't know that, but God did. Parents of a special child. A child who would have the singular distinction as the forerunner. The one who would make the way straight. The one who would prepare the ministry pathway for the Messiah. How foolish would it have been for them to abandon God along the way? How foolish it would have been, how short-sighted to accuse God of not caring for them or not loving them. I'm sure that Satan tried to interject that into their lives, but, but they didn't bite. Despite their disappointment, despite their doubts, despite their fears, despite the whispers of those who said they were being judged for some iniquity, nonetheless, God's testimony that they were righteous and that they were blameless in the law proves that they continued to walk faithfully with God. And when the appointed time came, Zechariah heard these words. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John, and you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great before the Lord, and he will be filled, notice this, I can't wait to talk about this down the road, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go before him, that is, before the Messiah, in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready for the Lord a people prepared. This was a greater answer to his cumulative prayers than he could have ever dreamed. I'm going to have a son, but I'm going to have a son who will usher in the age of the Messiah. Ah, but, hmm, with humanity, 
Where there is an upside, there is almost always a downside. And we find that while Zechariah was humble and while he was faithful and while God had so many good things to say about him, nonetheless, this faithful servant still had flaws. Notice verse 18. How shall I know this? For I am an old man and my wife is advanced in years. Hey, listen, Zechariah here in this statement is not just questioning something he doesn't understand. There's nothing wrong with questioning something you don't understand. In fact, when we get to it here in a few weeks, you find Mary questioning what she doesn't understand. How can this be? I've never known a man. There's nothing wrong with that question. But there is something wrong with his first statement. How shall I know this? It's a statement of unbelief. Zechariah is not just questioning what he doesn't understand. He is stating unbelief. He knows he is speaking to a supernatural being, one who has just said, God has sent me from his throne to give you this news, and yet he wants more proof. You see, this is, this is, this, more proof. Listen, if an angel appears on this stage with glorious light in the wings and the whole nine yards and says, thus saith the Lord... Do we need more proof? (laughs) We don't need more proof. We just need to clear the chairs out so that we can hit the ground. But Zachariah says, I need more proof. I need more proof. Notice the response of Gabriel. It is so powerful. I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. I was sent to speak to you and bring you this good news. I kind of get the impression that Gabriel may be a little put out. Nonetheless, you want proof? You want something more? Okay. For the next 10 to 11 months, you can't talk. You can't. I'm going to take away your power of speech. There's reason to believe he might have also lost his hearing. Because the actual word in the, in, in, in the original, the Greek, does go for speech and hearing. And he might not have been able to hear either. But for sure we know he couldn't talk. And, and you know, that's an amazing thing. Imagine the perplexity of it. Look at him. He has just witnessed... An angelic being who literally does stand in the presence of Almighty God. And he has just heard the biggest news, not that he's going to have a son, but that the Messiah is coming. And my son is going to usher him in. But imagine the frustration of wanting to communicate the biggest news of history. Imagine how things went. When he came home with so much to share, and he can't speak a word. The Bible tells us they came together. It didn't take long for Elizabeth to discover that she was with child. And Luke tells us that she didn't present herself publicly for five months. She stayed home for five months. Wonder why. I think she wanted to make sure that it was evident. Can you imagine the gossiping tongues? Some 59, 60-year-old woman saying she was pregnant after all those years. Right. 
Right. Well, but you know, come five months, and the, the shape of it all, there's no denying it, is there? And I want you to see what she says. Her response to God is, thus the Lord has done for me in the days when he looked on me to take away my reproach, not from him, but from among the people. The people who were wagging their tongues. By the way, let me say this. Taking away our reproach is something that God does for every single person who turns to Jesus in repentance and faith. He took away her reproach from the people by giving her a child and showing that what they'd been saying wasn't true. But he takes away our reproach from God, from himself, when we turn from ourselves and turn to Jesus in faith and receive him. When that happens, he brings us in. He brings us into his family. He makes us sons. He makes us daughters. He loves us. He blesses us. He provides for us. He protects us. And he guarantees that we will never be separated from him. This is On Mission. The Mission Church is located at 12001 Ridgemont Drive in Urbandale. To learn more about our ministry, visit our website at themissiondsm.org or call us at 515-255-2122. We gather for worship each Sunday at 10 a.m. We would be honored for you to join us. Have a blessed day, and thank you for listening to On Mission. On Mission.